This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hey, a little bit of breaking news here. Um, the uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to one of the more compelling 13-second pieces of audio from the weekend in just a second. Jason Kelsey is retiring. Not Travis Kelsey. Not Mr. Taylor Swift. His brother is retiring, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, six-time All-Pro, future Hall of Fame center, this is Adam Schefter saying that, told his Eagles teammates in Monday night's post-game locker room that he is, in fact, retiring per league sources. If you watch that game all the way to the end, um, it was a blowout, 32-9 to the final score. In, in the last minute or two of the game, Seth, they were zoomed in on Jason Kelsey, a very emotional Jason Kelsey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, had t- he you could tell, like, he still had his helmet on. Yeah. You could look and you could see, like, okay, he's been crying or he's about to cry. Oh, really? And then he started to take his helmet off and then he put yeah. it back on. Then he went over to your former coach. Jeff Stoutland. Jeff Stoutland and the went over and put his coach. offensive yeah. line coach for the Eagles, who you coached at Cornell when you were there. Yeah. And he kind of, Jason Kelsey kind of put his arm around him and, like, leaned in and just started talking to him in what appeared to be a very emotional scene. Maybe if so they had been the crying tell. the entire game, they would have uh, done something to me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. He Maybe might've... he was crying because Vita Vea landed on him on that tush push. They, uh, that just... was where, boy, Dude. you know things aren't going your way when there's a you've got a, uh, a basically as close to a chip in for a tush push ever after a penalty on the two point conversion. They decide to or on the conversion attempt, they decide to go for it with the tush push and just got stuck. I hate the tush push. I hate that it's called the tush push. Yeah, I don't like that name. I hate the play. I hate when it's called brotherly shove. I hate the play. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. I don't mind so brotherly I, shove. I like seeing it get stopped. I hate it. What do you, Figgy? Do you like the tush push? I'm okay with it. I like the. I don't like the name. I like brother, brotherly push or whatever it brotherly was. Brotherly shove, yeah. The brotherly shove. You do I like, like that? that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. More I was I was actually happy that it got stopped. You I, were? Yeah, I was happy it got stopped. Me too. I they've just got don't like well, it. Tampa's got like between Vita Vea and like they've got three other guys that look like Vita, like the exact same Vita Vea body type. Hey, the Vita. only thing that has, I'm, that's why I'm glad Vita Vea wears 50 because it's hard to like. There was a 90 something in there that like turned around and tried to grab it. It yeah. was a scrappy display by the Bucks defense stopping that tush push, yeah. really push. When they stopped it, I'm like, oh man, how did they do that? And then the next shot is Vita Vea like strutting and going yeah, back to yeah. the sideline. I'm like, I'm oh, like, oh yeah, that's oh, how yeah. they did it right yeah, there. That guy. That's, that's the moment Jason Kelsey said, you know what? That's a wrap. <laughs> It's a young man's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he started crying. Well, probably at the same time, too, if you're an Eagles fan, you got to also love seeing not just Vita Vea in stopping the tush push, but Vita Vea at various times dropping off into coverage because your quarterback (laughs) is lost and helpless if if there's too many people dropping back. It's not his fault. They don't know what they're – they lost – 
the bad news for last night for Texans fans, or I guess uh, not bad news necessarily, but something to keep an eye on. It's just very simply, and obviously Shane Steichen was one of the keys to that offense. Yeah. And last year, Nick Sirianni was calling plays for the first few games of the season, and they decided to switch to Shane Steichen, and everything took off at that point. Yeah. Um, so, like, like Shane Steichen is – he knows what he's doing. That's he got angle. the very best out of Gardner Minshew yeah. this year. Yep. The only thing, I mean, like, I, I think Anthony Richardson is not meant for durability in this league. So that part of it I don't worry about is if they end up getting a, a, a quarterback that can can run like Anthony Rich, well, even close to Anthony Richardson, but is durable. They may need, yeah, they, you're right. They may need, still need to find their quarterback of the future. Yeah. Um, was D'Amico Ryans to Houston a known thing already? This This bit of audio made the rounds over the weekend. This is the final game of 2022. If you recall, J.J. Watt's last game as a pro was at San Francisco. That was a big deal. Yeah. Like the San Francisco fans gave J.J. Watt a standing ovation, walking off the field, big sign of respect. And on the field after the game, D'Amico Ryans, who was the D.C. of San Francisco at the time, had just coached in his last game as a 49er coordinator. Uh, as it turned out, um, came and found J.J. Watt on the field after the game. The two exchanged an embrace, and here is what it sounded like. Hey. Oh, how are you, hey. Congrats, baby. Oh, thank Congrats you, on a great career, man. All right? You're the best, baby. You're the best. Go make Houston yeah. great again. We'll do it. Go make Houston great again. <laughs> yeah, we'll I love do. you, brother. I, I appreciate you. Man. Man. Go make Houston great again. He said, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> well, we know, we know that D'Amico told – Nick and Cal that this is where I want to be like that part right. is it, it, it's funny I still every now and then I, like who was it somebody one of the national commentators the other day was like recapping the Texans offense and saying like many teams had passed Amico Ryan's over he could only get a job with the Texans and look at what he's done now I'm like, what the hell how the hell are you just saying that like completely out, out of your ass okay. yeah um so so we knew that D'Amico really did want to come back here specifically. Um, at that point, what do you, do you that think? That was on the field after you think, week, week 17, right, week 18. Right, 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 yeah. right. Do you think that J.J. knew anything, or do you think he was just putting it – he wanted to be sure he was uh, planting the seed? This is a big question. Yeah. Is there a group text that both J.J. Watt and D'Amico Ryans are on with a bunch of former Texans players? <laughs> right, where it had been floated around like, um, Cap, you got to come back here, man. You got to come back no, here. No, because, I mean, for one, like J.J. and – Nico weren't super close or anything. Yeah. That was they only spent one year together. JJ's rookie year, um, but I think that was JJ. Uh, that was JJ just kind of encouraging. Yeah, putting okay. it out there like, hey, why don't you go do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. D'Amico's like, okay. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? He was even thinking. He I was actually it. thinking about retiring. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now that you mention it, yeah, I think I'll go take that head coaching job. Um, I just thought it was interesting. It was just so matter of fact. Like you know, JJ like. JJ, go make Houston great again, man. Like there was conversations that were had. Um, I know D'Amico and uh, D'Amico and Jimmy Ward. You know that was another. You know, like uh, Jimmy Ward knew. He, I think Jimmy Ward knew that he wasn't gonna be in San Francisco. Like so wherever D'Amico goes, because he and Kyle Shanahan had kind of butted heads, and oh, he, yeah? he got a yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Ward, not I don't know if like Jimmy Ward's been open about it. It wasn't anything scandalous or anything, but they'd kind of butted heads a little bit. And I think that Jimmy Ward like knew that there was a good chance that he was 
going to have to find employment elsewhere. Yeah. So I think he he kind of hitched himself to to D'Amico, and then obviously Bobby Sloak hitched himself to D'Amico. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, right. That's right. That's right. All um, because of JJ. The yeah. important thing to remember here is that it's all. Because of J.J. I don't think J.J. Watt gets enough credit, so let's Not give J.J. Watt some credit. I'm tired of people ignoring his contributions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's why they put him in the ring of honor, because he got D'Amico Ryans to come here to be the head coach. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Um, so let's get to some leftovers from Cleveland. And actually, this one is applicable to this week's game against Baltimore. One of the one of my keys for the game, Seth, was the interior for the Cleveland game, was the interior of the Texans' offensive line. And the whole offensive line played really well in that Cleveland game. Here was D'Amico Ryans on Juice Scruggs and the interior O-line. Yeah, really proud of Juice, man. You talk about a guy who's missed, he missed pretty much the entire season. And for him to come back at the time that he came back, we know it wasn't, it wasn't all good with him coming back. You know, we knew there would be growing pains there. Uh, he played center all throughout training camp for us. And for him to come back and step in at the guard position, he had to get familiar with that that spot playing on the, at the left guard. But Juice, is, he's gotten better, and we've seen him grow as he's been in there, and you know, he's gotten better each week, which has helped our offensive line, their success. It's been the play of all three of the interior guys, starting with Juice, also Shaq. It doesn't get a lot of uh, attention, but Shaq has been there since day one. Hasn't missed a snap. He's been there. It's fought through. It's been a tough year. He's He's been one of the, the staples for us up front. But, and also Dieter stepping in at center. So those interior three guys done a really good job for us. Yeah, I think ultimately Scruggs uh, is a center, and I still feel good about him as a center. I just don't – I. You know, I know, yes, he had all those challenges that he faced this year in adapting to it. Um, and maybe, like, maybe he could develop into a good guard. I just, I've I've seen him at center, and I like him better at center, way, way better at center than I do at guard. But for right now, for what they had to do this year, it was, it was really, really hard to make a go of it with the various offensive linemen that you had to shuffle in and out of there. So, I, it's kind of a... 
like they did good under the circumstances, but it's it's got to be different next year, which we can worry about, you know, for six or seven or yeah, eight months yeah. after all this. I'm just worried about Saturday. Like the fact that they put that good game together against Cleveland makes me feel better. Justin Matabuike has been really, really good for the yeah. Ravens this year. Scruggs had 22 pass blocking snaps, didn't allow any pressures. Yeah, the on biggest Saturday. the biggest thing about the pass protection. Whenever you get frustrated with Bobby Slowick running the ball too much, or you know, with where you perceive some of the the conservatism is. Is a lot of it is, a lot of it isn't just setting up the play action. It's also getting as many bodies, uh, as cl- <laughs> it's getting as many bodies as possible between the defense and C.J. Stroud. So, like when you're running two tight end sets, when you're using a fullback, all of that, that helps out your interior offensive line. Um, you know, that's a, when you, if you wonder how come they're, how come they're using a tight end to help out Laramie Tunsil, it's because they're trying to slide everything over towards that interior offensive line. So it's, um, that's, that's like the give and take of it at some point. Yeah. You'd love to get the point where I just, I get really frustrated when I see people say like, let's CJ cook. I'm like, do you want to let CJ get concussed? Do you want to let CJ have to, uh, like basically be eating through a straw for the next seven weeks? The Texans don't have the offensive line right now to actually let CJ cook chuck it around. Yeah. They plus yeah. they don't have the, they don't have the weaponry either. Like that's where I like, I get frustrated, honestly, that people don't really understand sometimes just what both CJ and Slowick are doing with the personnel that's around them. They've got serious limitations with a lot of this offensive personnel and, and, and like some of the games that they've had um, are more impressive than just the stat line would show. Yeah. It's interesting because you're right. They they have limitations, yet CJ is like one of the, you know, like he is one of the hot things around the league right yeah. now. And the reason I bring that up is every literally every analyst on the set for the NFL Network picked the Browns this week. And I'm looking at a graphic somebody showed me or a screen grab somebody showed me of the pregame show with Michael Irvin and Mariucci and Kurt Warner, Rich Eisen. There's six of them that make picks. Everybody picked the Browns. Which is a really like like empirically that's a really well, weird thing like for the for a panel of six people to be unanimous about picking a team that's a two point favorite with Joe Flacco at that's going on the road that's right going yeah. on the road that like yeah. that's just really and now they're a nine and a half point underdog to the Baltimore Ravens like it, it's there's like a, there's a disconnect in the there's a disconnect it feels like in the the ethos of C.J. Stroud versus what people think this team is actually capable well, of. Well, I think a lot of it, though, too, is when you look at some of the names, the Browns the Browns just have more name-brand names outside of the quarterback situation. And even Joe Flacco. With Joe Flacco, I think it was too easy, given the run that he'd had at the end of the year. I think in people's minds, you just can't stop thinking about that Super Bowl run they had. And you feel like you irrationally feel like, oh, wow, yeah, he's just going to go on another one of those runs yeah. where it almost doesn't even matter. They forget that in that Super Bowl run, he also was not throwing interceptions, whereas in this lead up into this game, he was throwing interceptions. It was I, I said before the game, I had said, well, he's going to turn into a pumpkin at some point. And then I realized, like, well, he actually already has turned into a pumpkin. He's just been lucky enough to play with a, be playing with a really good defense that can bail him out. Or he's gotten lucky in some of the situations. But it was more of a matter of just those the, the pumpkin spoiling and souring, which it did in the Texans game. The other thing I think that people undercounted or, or dismissed was they thought, oh, Miles Garrett. They, you know, in your mind, okay, Miles Garrett, huge name versus Texans rookie quarterback, offensive line, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of ignored the fact that Laramie Tunsil has owned Miles Garrett. There's a for Laramie Tunsil has flat out owned Miles Garrett. 
And and Miles Garrett made the mistake of uh, he took the bait. I think I, I think he, I think he listened to people talking about how Laramie Tunsil has owned Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett, unlike last time he played the Texans, stayed right over Laramie Tunsil the entire time. Took very few snaps on the left side. Did not move around a lot the way he did the first time they played the Texans. CJ was crazy good in in various scenarios in that game versus pressure. Seven of eight for 118 yards. On play action, five of seven for a buck forty-six and three to all three of his touchdown passes came on play action. One fifty-three point three rating against the blitz, five for five, hundred twenty-six yards and a touchdown. A perfect passer rating against. That's been the story with him all year. If you blitz him, you do so at your own peril. Yeah, CJ Stroud. Yeah, that's the the one. Um, the one stat that was floating around a lot that people really latched onto was CJ's. Uh, CJ's performance versus man deep uh, uh, versus man, man in zone yeah. uh, versus man in zone coverage, and that he was really really good versus zone and uh, really really bad versus man. Like I, that's where I get. There's so many teams. This is where the problem with sports writers. Um, there's so many of them that really really want to be smart. Um, so they love starting to cite stats like that and everything without thinking a single moment about any of it and what it means. Because the the other op- the other thing you have is that CJ has been very good versus the blitz, um, and like which is a, a higher degree of difficulty in facing man coverage, and he's been very good against it. I think sometimes you gotta you gotta look to, and look down into those stats a little bit and see okay, well which which actual defenses were playing more man or zone um, versus and what point in the season was it. And all of the rest of it, because sometimes it's just a matchup thing. Sometimes it's a CJ actually grew throughout the season. And I wasn't concerned about that aspect of it one bit because we've seen CJ make plenty of really nice throws versus versus tight man coverage where guys weren't open at all. Um, It just hasn't been something that I've thought of as a, a clear and present problem the entire season. You look at it from from week to week and how it all played out. Sure. The season stats work that way, but like otherwise that's like a bill Barnwell, stupid thing. You look at a bunch of, it's the same thing that plagues basketball right now. People look at like regular season stats cumulatively and think that has anything to do with how it's going to, uh, how, how you're going to play versus the damn Spurs in game six. Yeah. Damn it. Um, our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker is going to join us next. Ross is going to be on the call on Westwood one. For the Texans and the Ravens on Saturday. So we'll get Ross's thoughts on the Texans as one of the last eight teams standing. He joins us next. Stay there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.